Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 150, episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist! Ah! A production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, <laughs> officially, oh, the top. Fuck the Koch brothers. Fuck, fuck Fox here. News. Fuck Fondant. Uh, fuck Rush. Yeah, fuck, fuck Ben Shapiro. <laughs> fuck Tucker Carlson. Uh, we replaced Buck uh, Sexton with Fondant uh, yeah. because Buck Sexton doesn't belong on that list. But I think I was telling people that Buck Sexton existed uh, when I was saying fuck him. So uh, yeah. now we got Fondant because everybody can get behind that. Fondant yeah. is not cake. It is oh, not so icing. Shout out to Canadian Zeitgang who is so kind to be like, also, the girl with all the cake in Ottawa, uh, check them out for a fundedless cake. So I'm like, bless bless you for that yes. added information. And also apologies to the woman who created the gender reveal party. Uh, people. Oh, yeah, we're gonna tell, yeah we didn't to, know the origin story. We didn't know the origin story. Shout out to her. And uh, yeah. But also, we still our stand. Our only complaint is don't light forests on fire when you're doing your gender reveal party. And also gender is a construct. And also Jeffers accounts. Uh, yeah, so it's a sex reveal party, right? Mm. Anyways, it's Friday, September 11th, 2020. Never forget. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. God only knows what I'd do without do. Uh, that is courtesy of the Beach Boys and Christy Yamaguchi, man. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I drink cold brew. Made by Kirkland's, then I smoke weed to weed to come down. I smoke, oh wait, I drink cold brew. <laughs> Make by Kirkland's, then I smoke weed to come down. Spliff it with miles of gray. Spliff it with miles of gray. He drinks the Kirkland drink, he drinks the whatever drink. Okay, and then we'll fade out. Shout out to the, <laughs> the AK goddess yourselves at Soltis. Hannah, Hannah Soltis. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for that. Chumby Wumby, Tub Chumbity Wumby. Chumpity Wumpity, Tubby Thumpy. Because that is a band name that needs to be made more silly. Chumpity Wumbo. I'm sure there's another, like, another band that has some stupid backstory. Like, when that was like a whole thing, we're like, well, why are they called this? Why are they called that? Why was Linkin Park Linkin Park? Was it because they wanted to be by Limp Biscuit at Tower Records when you're sorting through the CDs? We don't know. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that origin story. That was like one of those, like you know, fucking freshman high school, like mi- like things were like, yo, dude, I'm you know why they're called Lincoln Park, right? And like, I don't know, dude, get the fuck away from me, man. Just give me my <laughs> just leave me alone, back man. Back the fuck off, man. I'm trying to deal with my parents' divorce right now. I mean, that's how that vampire weekend song, a punk, got stuck in my head is for a while there. Every time my I would turn on my Ford Focus, uh, the Bluetooth would just go automatically to the very first song in my alphabetically in my phone and uh, i would hear that literally every time i turned on my phone or turned on my car and uh now i hate that song oh yeah you're talking about the, yeah mine is uh i don't hate it but it's above the clouds by gangstar uh-huh uh-huh mm-hmm. uh anyways miles we are mm. thrilled to be joined in mm-hmm. our third seat by the hilarious, the talented Matt Lee. What up? So glad to be here. Just glad to uh, have you. Oh, it just you know, and on such a beautiful day, a beautiful (laughs) September eleventh day. You know, the smoke in in the air. It's gray. Smoke is still in the air. Is Uh, the word pronounced acrid? Acrid. (laughs) It's acrid. 
Yeah, accurate. okay. I was thinking of this because I said it, I think, out loud on a show, and someone was like, I think he's saying it wrong. I realized how many like mispronunciations I got from teachers in elementary school, like oh, yeah. in vocab test, being like, and this is a crid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You go around saying this, someone's like, what the fuck did you say? And I'm like, shut up, Miss Lau wasn't lying in fifth grade school. <laughs> well, elementary school teachers are are definitely the least the least smart teachers. That's why <laughs> that's why they go into elementary school. That's not to say that they're not great teachers. I mean, yeah. but I like I went to school uh for just a hot second to get a multiple subject teaching credential so I could teach elementary school because I'm stupid as shit. And I did not <laughs> want to like be challenged by like some really smart middle schooler or high right. schooler. So I was like, I'll, <laughs> I'll go to elementary school and I, you know, I'll be the smartest person probably, you know, on campus. Like everyone will be like, damn, he's so smart. He can smell, he can, he can spell all of the numbers, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah, this like is eight has a G in it. Exactly. They, they don't know that. The, yeah. But the stench in the LA air is just to honor Mrs. Lau, mm. a crid. It yeah. is um, a crid or acrid, but yeah, it's like for anybody who is like has ever been to or grew up in a country where burning trash is normal. That's mm. what I flash back to when I went yeah. outside today. I was like, wait, wait, hold on, where are we? Are we on vac- no? Th- this is a- oh, okay. It's just the earth. I-, I can smell it inside of my apartment, and yeah, I bad. thought my apartment was on fire for a second, but then I was like, oh no, it's fine. It's just all of the West Coast, just Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. It's but again, uh, great for some sun watching. You can just oh, stare yeah. right you at can the look, sun. You can good. look right at it. It's yeah. great. You won't even <laughs> sneeze. Yeah. Or if you is, do, it'll it's... be from all the particulate matter in there. Are you yeah, photosensitive yeah. sneezer? Me, me, yeah. That's how I if I if I need to get a sneeze off real quick, just yeah. go to my boy Helios up there, mm-hmm. Apollo, whatever the <laughs> fuck. I'm just like, give it, hook it up. And then I sneeze right <laughs> Hook away. it up with a sneeze. <laughs> son. Hook it up with a my, sneeze real quick. Oh, shit. My dad is a photosensitive sneezer and he uh like made me feel like I there was something wrong with me because I'm not. I, oh. Like he was like, "Wait, you don't what? No, yeah, everybody sees. You just have to like when when just the sun hits enough. you. Yeah. Oh, is that why you're wearing those like thick like sunglasses for that while when you got back from vacation because you were looking yeah, at the sun yeah. too much? Trying yeah, to I was that. trying I to prove you. to my dad that yeah. I was a man. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> Matt. Slope. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we are going to talk about, uh, Miles, what you have termed the panic at the shit show, yeah. uh, which is the president's response to uh, His own words. All, the, all the bad shit that's coming out. Uh, we are going to talk about why you don't fuck with Connecticut football, uh, the storied uh, <laughs> legacy of Connecticut football, Yeah, uh, which, I mean, I guess, uh, what's his Aaron? Uh, Hernandez. Hernandez was from there, but that's really the only thing. Usually, like it's like Florida and Texas, but man, they tried to cancel Connecticut high school football, and they reacted like, "Woo!" They they were not happy. Uh, I don't. Even, I have to. I would love to see what the other like uprisings looked like, and see if there was this much energy for the high school football season as there was like Black Lives Matter. But you know, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to do some digging and compare some photos. But there was definitely a lot of energy. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about Rick Perry. We're going to talk about a sneezing contest at Sturgis. Speaking of sneezing, uh, we're going to talk about Wilsey Nelson, as I call him. Willie Nelson smoking a joint on the White House roof. We have confirmation on that, uh, what some people might have thought was an urban legend uh, from both sides of, of that transaction. Uh, we're going to talk about Netflix Top 10. 
what we're watching, uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Matt, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Mm, um, well, I was looking at a, a few things, and uh, one of the most recent things is I searched new Rachel Dolezal lady. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. From yeah. Uh, George Washington? Uh, I forget where she's from, but she her name is Jessica Krug or Krug. Yeah, Krug. And, and yeah. Uh, she, yeah, I just I like I didn't know her name, and I wanted to know everything about her because I saw it kind of blow up on Twitter. I saw videos of like this white lady who uh, was talking with the worst fake urban accent I think I've ever heard in my life. Oh, and I was real? like, I, I just heard it. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, fuck. It is, is it like uh, Brad Pitt oof. when he's talking to Jamaican woman? And uh, yeah, yeah. She's Joe just Black. like every Tinguan be Irie. And, and like, oh. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it is. Uh, it was wild. Uh, I just went down this rabbit hole of just every piece of new Rachel Dolezal lady content that I could get my hands on. And uh, I feel I feel for her, man, you know, because it's like, hey, we've all been there, you know. We've all, we? yeah. Well, sure. I remember in middle school, um, uh, it was like one, of, it was like the first week of sixth grade, and uh, I pretended to, well, what I did, <laughs> wait, wait, uh oh, uh, well, we here? what I did was I wore <laughs> I uh, a flannel, um, but I just buttoned it at the top because I, I really wanted to fit in with like the cholo kids because those uh -huh. were the cool kids in middle oh, school. Oh, like, okay, got you. You were, you were demurring some of the, the swag, yeah, so, yeah. And so for like a few hours, I was like, you know, uh, a fake cholo until I went up to this one kid and I was like, yeah, what's up, cuh? And he said, Fool, oh. you're not my cousin. And then I stopped immediately. Oh, I thought he was a blood. And he would have been like, the fuck? You said yeah. They're like, <laughs> like, wait, what? What does that mean? No. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know deep. what it meant. Yeah. Uh, but this yeah, woman... you know, we've all done it. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. mine only lasts about four hey, hours. My kids didn't wear a FUBU jersey and look real exactly. stupid at one point. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I remember being like, what the fuck is wrong with that? Or whatever, do you? Yeah. At least you bought it. Uh, I didn't realize, you know, she was really... Um, Reading her bio, which has now been scrubbed, I had to find mm -hmm. the cached version of her bio at the George Washington University or Department of History, Columbian College of Arts and Sciences. Yeah, she's done it all, man. She's like she she's one of those people who's like she's like write, writing about you know the like uh, Western Central Africa, mm -hmm. different societies, mm -hmm. diaspora. She's commented on hip hop. Mm -hmm. So I'm all I I want. Do we know much about like? how she got here because with Dolezal it just it was just sort of like one thing led to another like how right, long yeah. do we know how long she's been fronting uh, no that's the thing I, I couldn't find the information where because yeah with Dolezal you had like the family come forward and show like family pictures and it there was, was even those videos that her yeah. like ex made her like those yeah. songs right yeah oh my god yeah A anytime <laughs> new Rachel Dolezal content drops I'm just like so excited but like this was the, uh, with her with the the new one she you don't see any like i haven't seen any childhood pictures or anything like that all i know is that she was uh a jewish girl from kansas a white girl who pretended to be kind of like uh i think like afro latina is where is is where right. she was going with it which is like like come on you're you're already a Jew from Kansas. Like, right, you, that's, that's right. not special enough. What is there, like <laughs> yeah. 20, 20 Jews in Kansas? You can't just be a Jew from Kansas? That's that's something, you know? Yeah. Well, see, uh, but she did do North African, so maybe she's trying to go with, you know, like a little like Sephardic 
vibes or something. Maybe. You know it what could, I mean? It could be, but you know, I, I it just uh it's, it's just, unfortunate. Yeah. Either way, it's just a fucking bummer when you're like, damn, like you, you're gonna fake the funk to yeah. do this and the, the, like the, cosplay as an oppressed person. I mean, like, not to say I knew everyone's a, well, there's a hierarchy or whatever, but like to go this far to be like, I need to bolster my identity by fucking lying and it, going it's, through this maze of identity Ugh. it sucks because it's like there's i feel like there's nothing you can do about it because there was like discourse around it that was kind of like you know how did we let this happen you know y'all like like how did we let this person uh infiltrate and then i was like well i think it it's like it's bad but i think it's worse if we start like allowing white people to question uh people of color's race credentials like that's yeah, worse. Right. You know, if yeah. someone if someone identifies as a person of color, I'm not usually the guy who's going to be like, "Well, you don't look. <laughs> how come you don't look that black?" I mean, you, you know, yeah, you but you'd fit in with like 50 percent of the country. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, and it's just like so. I'm like, I think, I think it's a we, slippery slope. The right thing to do is to not go around questioning everyone's race. Um, and the you downside of that their American citizenship, if they are a person, of color. <laughs> exactly. As soon as, <laughs> that's yeah, how if, we do. Yeah. Oh, that's, shit. that's where you start. Right. It's yeah. all fucked up either way. Matt, yeah. what is something you think is overrated? I think that the power of shit posting on Twitter is vastly overrated. Okay. <laughs> uh, specifically, um, by it's overrated by the hashtag resistance people online and Trump reply guys. Because I noticed that um, every time I post like a joke about Biden, um, and no matter, usually they're like pretty lightweight jokes about him, you know? Right. Uh, right. I'll see. Like posting the news that in six swing states, there's a majority of people that find both Trump and Biden unfit mentally to serve as Yes, <laughs> exactly. And, that and was fucked up. Yeah, the, the and the mess up thing about it is that like, if you post jokes about Biden, uh, you'll always get like, uh, a handful of hashtag resistance people who are just like wait until after the election to make jokes about Biden. This is too important. And I realize that the reason that they're saying this is because these guys think that their epic dunks on Trump are, are a very winning. powerful weapon. Right. Yeah. They think well, like, you listen, you have to wield this power responsibly. All right. We, yeah. When we call him the orange menace, like. Right. It's it, it, we're days from taking him down. We're right. days. How can you vote for a guy who we've compared to a Cheeto? For yeah, his how whole can you presidency? vote for him? We right. we've we called him Mango Mussolini. There's alliteration. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's There's done. A, there is such a thing, like because you can tell with the kind of um like tweets that really get that sort of viral traction. It'll yeah. be like the lamest sentiments that really is like oh. not even a dunk, but like a layup, very standard layup, not even a reverse, just a standard layup. And it'll yeah. just be like a quote tweet of the president and just being like, he, someone's freaking out. And it's like yeah. 3 million retweets. You're like, yeah. come on, man. Like, dude, whatever. But I think yeah, that's it's, everyone's it's sort weird. of looking at it from their own perspective. It's like Star Wars. Yeah, right. they, they they honestly think that like this is a very very important and powerful tool, and therefore if you are dunking on Biden, they're like this is counteracting our dunks on Trump, and it's like no, y you and me, we're both impotent, yeah, and right. the, <laughs> as soon as useless. you realize that, the better off we're gonna be. It's just like you gotta stop thinking that your dunks on on Trump are going to have any effect.
Because they are not. Dunk local. Put that energy into phone banking and uh, Mm -hmm. doing doing something. Dunk at your local park. You know what I mean? On your local, you know, alderman or city council person, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Dunk locally. Uh, Dunk local. <laughs> think globally. Dunk locally. Exactly. There you go. Mm-hmm. What's uh? What's something you think is underrated? Um, I think that YouTube reaction videos are vastly underrated. <laughs> <laughs> They're I do so love good. A good dude. reaction video for like okay, go on. Like just the Give genre or specifically the, with music. The genre, with but there's with... a specific genre uh, that I like, and it's probably the most problematic thing that I like. Um, it's watching black people enjoy white people music is Uh probably my favorite genre of reaction video it's like you know my first time listening to dolly parton's jolene Uh and i just watching people go like damn this is a really good song and i'm just like yeah it was good right (laughs) 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 yeah yeah watching there is like uh this black girl on youtube who listens to was like listening to pink floyd for the first time and it was bringing me back to when I listened to Pink Floyd for the first time, and it was just like, I'm so glad we can connect on this level. <laughs> like, we're not so different, you and I. It's very yeah. problematic. Music it's the most re- boomer thing that I do. <laughs> right, and that helps you feel good about race relations. You're yeah, like, it does. Right. When I feel bad, I watch these videos, and then I go, oh, I go right back to 93. Whew. Yeah. Ah, big it's exhale. nice. Yeah. But yeah, the, the I like music reaction videos too for not for the same reasons as you do, but I think but <laughs> in similar reasons too. Uh, like to see people like when you see someone viscerally react to a good song, yeah, it's yeah. it feels so good. Like it does. There's that dude. There's uh, who normally re- like rates rap albums. It's like a pretty big video where he listens to Evil Empire for the yeah, first time, right. like Rage, and he has to like pull his car over because yes. he like Wait wasn't aware of like Zach's lyrics and shit. He's like, yeah. "Wait, hold on. The same ones that shit work goes. forces yeah, are yeah. the same that burn crosses?" Yeah, yeah. When did this album? Hold yeah. on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's such a good one. And then even when new songs, I remember when the Drake Chicago freestyle video came out, uh-huh. uh, like, like I think what, at the end of February, early March, there were like a ton of reaction videos to it, but there are parts where you can just see people hit like a melody hit them and like they have mm-hmm. to pause it. That's like one, I don't know. I want that straight in my veins. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice when you get to enjoy someone's like, earn like an earnest reaction. There's a few fakers out there. There's yeah, people yeah. pretending. You know the yeah, they're just like, wow, I've never... I've never listened to this this uh, song "Hey Ya" by Outkast before. It's like you heard "Hey Ya," right? There's right. there's no way you never heard "Hey Ya," right? right. They're like mouthing along. You're like, I want you in my caddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, I just, I guess cool. I was just channeling it. I yeah. am just being honest. Yeah, uh, my I do not like the ones where they ask like millennials or gen z like mm-hmm. have you heard of van halen and they're like no and people are like pa what a bunch of idiots yeah that's, yeah yeah <laughs> how good you this generation is right. is just trash they've they've never listened to hair metal and it's like that's yeah, the like, reason nah, this generation that. is better yeah <laughs> they're like nah i listen to like like led zeppelin or like muddy yeah. waters you know like yeah. you know like all like all rock was stolen from black people right yeah, and they're like, Whoa. um, <laughs> you're thinking way too hard about this. <laughs> Gen Z kids, they want to ruin everything. Yeah, that's with right. awareness. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, what's a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false, or vice versa? 
I think this is true based on some reporting uh, and statistics that I've seen. The myth is that the the left uh, in America is responsible every time a conservative wins because they, quote, don't vote for the Democrat. A more significant amount of leftists always end up voting for the uh, centrist, you know, Democratic candidate every time. I mean, including like the actual Communist Party of the United States, they always vote for the Democrat. Just because there are people on Twitter who are like, hashtag never Biden, like it's it just it it, it pisses me off every time because it's always just another way to blame the left for uh, the fact that the Democratic Party continually runs people who don't get uh, people excited to vote. And uh, at some point, uh, they got to take responsibility for the fact that they keep losing elections. Now, hopefully they don't lose this next one. But if they do, again, it's not going to be the left's fault. More, uh, in fact, more centrists voted for Hillary Clinton uh, or who voted for Hillary Clinton in 2008 in the primaries and lost to Barack Obama voted for John McCain than people who went, you know, from Bernie to Trump uh, in 2016. So I think it's just that other thing, too. Like, it's like just like with the shit posts. Like mm-hmm. t- a lot of people have the, like Twitter is reality sort yes. of vibe going on. Yeah. And like they really look at Twitter as a true slice of American pie. Like, like and that is the tone of the country uh, yeah. when it yeah. really isn't. No. Because like it, t- it really took me like to distance myself a little bit more and to just talk person to person to get mm-hmm. an idea. Like your neighbor who lives across mm-hmm. the street, like the person, the coffee place in your neighborhood and just honestly just be like, Hey man, politics, huh? And just seeing how someone responds to that like, yeah. gives me a much better idea than when I go on and I see either Red Rose Twitter or hashtag Resistance Twitter or yeah. MAGA Hat Twitter or Blue Hat Twitter, whatever icon du jour, emoji yeah. du jour Twitter there is. Yeah, so you know, uh, but I guess yeah, if, you're, if, if that's purely the on... way reality is sort of formed, then yeah, it could I guess would you would think that there is a disturbing amount of uh, progressives or leftists that are going right. to sit this election out. And that's right. why that's why it's like going going on Twitter and thinking it's real life is just is just poisonous in general because it's like it makes your entire like everything that you do is going to be run through Twitter then and so your entire uh, worldview is based on uh, who you follow and who you uh, you know uh, hate follow yeah. you know and it's like right hey, and everyone is- you follow will have the same response to an outsider's yeah. opinion. That'll get quote tweeted, and then you're like, okay, so this is how the lines are drawn. Yeah, but you know, in the end, listen to your heart, guys. Exactly. You know what I mean, exactly. All right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and there is a panic at the shit show. Uh, mm-hmm. Trump. Did not want to cause a panic. Uh, right, he was right. doing us a favor yep. by uh, calling the coronavirus a hoax mm-hmm. uh, and you know uh, suppressing the response, ma- making the response bad oh, to yeah. the coronavirus. Uh, that was all part of an, uh, his attempt to avoid a panic. I mean, that's his whole thing. He loves to not 
he wants to keep everyone calm. He calm. Hates so he's riles known, people up. He's known as the chill president. Right. Everyone yeah. nothing knows. else a calming influence on on the country. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we saw how he handled people talking about uh, defunding the police and reinvesting in communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He was very even-handed with that. He didn't sort of conjure up imagery of uh, black and brown folks coming to terrorize white neighbor. Uh, oh. Oh. oh no no uh, okay not that one but the yeah, thing yeah, where yeah, he was yeah. trying to be really cool about you know changing uh, access to affordable housing that way mm-hmm. black and brown people don't invade your na- okay nope. um wait the other one the other thing that he was talking about how um okay fuck it no nah, this nah, all he this- likes to do is make people fuck the pain <laughs> straight up <laughs> and the, the worst thing is is that like um he he almost yeah he succeeded in a way he's like mm-hmm. yeah no it's true the uh, the good portion of the country is still not panicked even though we have 200,000 people dead. We right. have 200,000 people who have died from this virus in six months, and uh, people still not panicking because they're like, well, it's not it's, it's not like it's there's 300,000 people dead. Like, we're going to keep moving the goalposts to be like, listen, 50% of the country dying is nor It happens, you know, it, it, in Europe during the Black Plague, a third died. So, you know. Kind of like, doing be, better. Right. Also, a couple things. Look what the Fed just did with interest rates. Right, exactly. And because half the population died, you can damn near have any fucking house you want in this country yeah. for pretty cheap. So, I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, you, granted, yeah. the oligarch class has bought up 70% housing. of the inventory. You know, after the Black Plague, there was actually an increase in labor rights because there was so <laughs> few laborers right. left. That is so, true. If you think, <laughs> yeah, that's 100% true. I know, which is the fucked up thing. It's like, yeah, it so- took all the people dying for them yeah. to be like, Sorry, uh, we kind of, you know, we kind of run shit now because the, yeah. the, the pool is so thin. Exactly. Except the Black Plague was more indiscriminate, whereas this plague, uh, yeah, kills, yeah, you like, can insulate yourself. Kills specifically uh, poor people and persons of color, and yeah, uh, it's it's interesting yeah. that um, you know the fact that as soon as that information came out that it was like disproportionately uh, poor people and people of color, people were like, you know. We're just gonna have to do herd immunity. I was like, "Oh, that's weird. That's uh, huh. that must just be a coincidence that yeah. uh, this uh, semi-genocidal, uh, you know, coronavirus is uh, now being, you know, allowed to run rampant through our cities and yeah. everywhere." And again, the wild thing is, as this story evolves, like everybody, all this sycophantic shit heels have come to the fucking rescue mm. to try and just dig this fool out but mm-hmm. you know we, first i just want to start with the president who this tweet i mean i think case closed with this response from the, the president his tweet bob woodward had many quotes for many months if he thought they were so bad or dangerous why didn't he immediately report them in an effort to save lives didn't he have an obligation to do so no because he knew they were good and proper answers calm no panic i don't know I, what the fuck that was but yeah. i agree <laughs> So yeah, he's yeah. saying he said that's on Bob well, Woodward then. So Bob Woodward actually killed everybody told because people he didn't. how irresponsible I was being as the president. Yeah, yep. and worse he's like uh, you know, the reason he didn't is cuz everything's fine, you know? Right. So he knew it was fine. If it was so bad, then how come you didn't stop me earlier? You're you my know, daddy. Right. You're my daddy, Bob. You yeah. should have told me if baby do wrong <laughs> and you didn't. So baby no learn lesson and baby kill fucking 200,000 people. This fucking guy, man. Yeah. And so, you know, just a quick note about this recording too that came out. 
the White House staff had been fucking screaming at Trump <laughs> to not speak to Woodward. Yeah. They're like, this guy, man, just you don't know what he's up to. He's going to be recording shit. It's just not good. And he's like, trust me, I'm going to I'm going to stick to my aspartame filled gut on this one. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking say that I think I know what I'm doing. If anything, it's going to help me get my story out. And mm-hmm. so but for the most part. The White House staff didn't even have an idea of like when half of these calls even went right. down. So they were totally fucking blindsided right. on Wednesday when this shit came out. Yeah. It's- I mean, this is the thing with him being just so kind of such a loose cannon that like every other presidency, you know, the press office, like this is just a good indicator of like why it's scary that he has these private conversations with like Putin and like people like mm-hmm. that that are usually on the record uh and he's just like no no i've got this i've always trusted my gut yeah uh, you know and, it gets me to great great positions like this yeah. one i mean there's so many just like direct contradictions from like on january 28th the book notes that he was briefed by his national security advisor that quote this will be the biggest national security threat you face in your presidency on january 28th on January 23rd, uh, and then in in May, he said, on January 23rd, I was told there would be a virus coming, but it was of no real import. In other words, it wasn't, oh, we have to do something. Got to do something. It was a brief conversation. It was only on January 23rd. Um, <laughs> and if he was my daddy, he should have told me <laughs> pandemic right. bad, but he didn't yeah. because I'm baby. Uh, <laughs> Sean Hannity also, obviously, had yeah. to come to this motherfucker's defense. Um there's a couple. He has he has a couple angles. Uh, do you want to hear a clip first, or do you want me to redo a quote first? I want to hear a clip. Yeah. You want to hear a clip? Okay, so let's listen to this one. How the fuck? Who let President Trump do this to himself? He's baby. Is sort of how he begins this. <laughs> Why in the world would he do that? Well, tonight, from a source who knows the answer to that mystery, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. It was Lindsey Graham who helped convince Donald Trump to talk to Bob Woodward. Lindsey Graham brokered that meeting. Lindsey Graham even sat in on the first interview between Bob Woodward and the president. How'd that turn out? Now, remember, Lindsey Graham is supposed to be a Republican. So why would he do something like that? You'd have to ask him. But keep in mind that Lindsey Graham has opposed, passionately opposed, virtually every major policy initiative that Donald Trump articulated when he first ran from ending illegal immigration to pulling back from pointless wars. Okay, hold on. I mean, this is where he's he's achieved the thing he's trying to do, which is get yeah, which is to get people to forget that the president said he willfully obscured the threat of this pandemic and trying to be like, you know what the worst thing is? Lindsey Graham (laughs) Right. It's kind of a backstabber, huh? Have you ever noticed that Lindsey Graham never supported the president early on? Can we talk about that instead? The the decision Uh that they're absolving the president of making and putting on Lindsey Graham, like there are two people in the world who have like been primarily responsible for taking down a a sitting president. They are Woodward and Bernstein. He (laughs) talks to one of them. Yep. He, he like that's and they're like I mean how is he to know that yeah. it's like dude and how? that guy and even and Woodward looks like shit too for sitting on this also and like his like yeah. hand wringing about like well I was thinking maybe if it was going to be after the election then I I couldn't do that but it's like well see this is where you started getting into like you needed this for a book but this is this is really some 
some really fucked up shit to kind of sit on. Although many people like, so this is the other really dark shitty thing about this is like, even though we have this recording, It change. It fucking change. It doesn't change. It changes nothing. This is why whenever people were like, "How could Woodward sit on this evidence?" and it's just like, "All right, let's say he releases it the day of. What does it change? It changes nothing." People just kind of go like, "Yeah, no, we all assumed he knew this was bad. We all know that he knew that the virus existed, and that when he said it was a hoax." That it was just a way of riling up his base. Like it changes nothing. the The fact that he's using it to sell books is is always gross. But the the idea that like if we had known this earlier, it's like yeah, it's like, we knew this on, earlier. On. We, we knew just this. Have, we have yeah. proof of it. We knew we this in it. January of 2017. Yeah, you know, where this was fucking going. We knew where uh, it was going. Another great bit of just yes. historical context that Hannity uh, just offers his listening public. And viewing public is this one because you know if we're gonna talk about presidents who keep their fucking shit together, don't <laughs> blow their wad, panicking mm-hmm. during a fucking crisis, <laughs> it's fucking FDR. Okay, uh, so this mm-hmm. is what Hannity had to say: Did President Roosevelt fan the flames of misery? Did he call for panic and anxiety? No, he actually rallied a nation in a time of need. He focused on making Americans stronger by staying positive, and he got to work, and he rolled up his sleeves. During World War II, with the country on the brink, FDR proclaimed, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Did the media attack him? Of course not. So, (laughs) what? Trump literally was like, we have nothing to fear but George Soros, the Jews, the migrant (laughs) caravan, like black people. We have a lot to fear, people. I'm going to be real with you. Just the the first part of the sentence, I don't know why I said it. It's it's, it's fucked up, y'all. I'm not going to lie here. It's real fucked up out there. And then uh, FDR mobilized the nation to all make huge sacrifices in order to- Fucking, we were rationing food. Right, we were rationing milk to the point that- we started like dying less of heart disease mm-hmm. because we were rationing food so much. We stopped eating ourselves to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we were willing to sacrifice because that was called leadership. I'm surprised uh, he didn't bring up a Melania and Eleanor comparison. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah, would have no. fucking really <laughs> iced it off. Um, and then the editor of the fucking Federalist or one of them, uh, Molly Hemingway. This woman goes on and she even has like a even lazier fucking way to try and excuse all of this, which is mm-hmm. sort of like, what's the big deal? Like, <laughs> like, you're really like bombshell. <laughs> Listen to this one. It's so she does it so casually, though. Like, you know that the tactic they're doing is to just be like, if my face does, if my face doesn't change and my emotions don't change as I talk about something so objectively, hor- like objectively horrific. Mm-hmm. then maybe people will take that energy on and look at this issue the same way. So she does it with a, a murderer's cool. And in general, I think people should be ready for this type of supposed bombshell to drop every couple of days because we're in the closing days of an election or the last couple months of an election and people are very interested in fighting President Trump. But I'm not sure this is such a big deal. We already knew that President Trump thought this was serious. He closed the border. He created a task force. He declared a public health emergency. And we already knew in March he was asked, why are you so optimistic about it or why are you downplaying it? And he said, I don't want to cause panic. I think that, in fact, if there were criticism to be had against President Trump, it's that he didn't do enough to stop those people who tried to panic everything oh. into shutdown. No, 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 oh. no. Hey. Wow. She really, she's, she scooped that one out at the end. 
Uh, that I was mean, something. I mean, you, you, it, the important thing to remember is that just because he didn't want to cause a panic, it's the same thing with FDR. It's like, yes, he didn't want to cause a panic, and then he did something important. He right. did yeah. the actual like rallying the country. You the thing that he, saved us from now. Yeah, yeah. The second half of it is very important. You can't just be like, "Don't panic." Bye. Like, <laughs> like, like, you got to do something. Right. There's a second well, half to leadership, and it's yeah. the part where you lead. Right. Right. Uh, lead the people out of the fire, not yeah. just say, "Don't panic." Yeah. You're yeah. Good. Exactly. Gonna, the theater is uh, on fire. Head, Don't panic. Well, it also leaves out the context, right? <laughs> that's like at his first inauguration, I think. And that's basically saying, look, fam, we all know the Great Depression is fucking us up. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so that acknowledgement's already there. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a different being like, yeah, man, it's fucked up. We can all acknowledge it. It's fucked up, but we don't have to fear this because we can do something bigger. Trump yeah. is being, it, the, the Trump equivalent to this would be to take office in the midst of the Great Depression and be like, there's no depression at all. And yeah. I think the haters just want to say that to get you to hate your, your country. Yeah, and it's a that, democratic hoax. There is bullshit. no Dust Bowl. Everyone's, everywhere I go, people are well fed. The only uh, dust bowls I've seen are the the guys just hitting angel dust down the street. <laughs> <laughs> dust bowls down the street. <laughs> it's just my a favorite fucking, dust bowl. It it really is, you know, the, the just the lack of context and just being able to like fling out these other presidents' names as a way to defend this one's behavior is really uh, is something else. So, uh, yeah, the defense uh, continues. Unfortunately, sorry, I just got. Sucked into a back and forth uh, in the comment section of a uh, a thing on the Oregon fires. I can't stop looking at the pictures from Oregon and uh, Northern California. Uh, but I, I just, you, just you got in a comment black hole right there. Yeah, that I just got sucked into a comment black hole where uh, somebody uh, was pointing out that they're seeing people blame Antifa for the fires, and mm-hmm. then somebody was blaming a. Uh, a democratic mayor for uh pissing trump off so that he's not releasing funds uh they're like she should have stayed in her lane that's yeah wow mm-hmm. so, yeah really it, convenient it's really look it, at the world it's mm-hmm. a mafia protection racket at this point the entire oh, yeah, trump yeah, yeah. administration is just like oh it'd be a shame if uh if i just let the fires engulf your entire city Oof, yeah. the only way right. to stop that is to shut the fuck up and support me i right. mean he's He's, he's, he's a, mafia, a monster. So. Yeah, yeah, he really And is. he's a shitty, he's like the cheddar bob of, mo- of mobsters. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. you fucking yeah, accidentally the... bucked yourself in the leg at the club. Right, exactly. Oh. He's he's uh, what you call, he's Polly Walnuts from, from The Sopranos. You know, oh, come got, on. Come, Polly's a proper Polly. guy. Yeah. Listen, Polly is great. Don't get me wrong, but he's but a he's, fucking moron. He talks too much and he is a coward and he's not an, ever going to be in a position of leadership. Uh, although this one, I is. know, I love how the when the the series ends, like one of his last shots is just him with that reflective mirror getting a tan in front of Satrials, and you're like, yeah, and then the the cat with uh with uh, Christopher Moltisanti's soul in it walks yeah. by. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> the spoiler alert christopher christopher turns into his cat turns into <laughs> yeah. a cat it okay? really loses because of what happened to cosette it was yeah. just karma it was meant to happen he's mm-hmm. even though he thought she crawled under there for warmth no he was <laughs> smacked on heroin 
<laughs> that shit is that scene where they show up with that the whole cat. episode with the intervention mm-hmm. with Elias Codius as like the interventionist. He's like, yes. wait, aren't you blah blah blah? Weren't you caught stealing radios? And he's like, that was a long time ago. I'm a yeah. lot different now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, this isn't your podcast. This pod isn't yourself pod a yourself a gun. The Sopranos uh, podcast season three coming out. out this week. Uh, uh, but yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Let's take a quick break and we'll come All back right. and talk about Willie Nelson smoking a joint on top of the White House. And we're back. Uh, and there's a new documentary out about Jimmy Carter's uh, presidency uh, and like how he was homies with like Bob Dylan and the Allman Brothers the whole time. And people were just constantly like rolling through and playing like live shows on the White House lawn. And it was apparently what? just a, a very Jimmy, fun time. Was Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, Carter secretly a really rad president? And we just don't hear about it because he was like, you know, uh, only a one term and president and relatively ineffective. Yeah, I think basically he was he was secretly like did the least evil uh, was not like about it when it came to like starting wars indiscriminately. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of hit at the wrong time as the country was shifting towards fascism. He <sighs> was like uh, he was he was too softer, cool for his time. Yeah, too cool for his time. Let, let's put it that way. I mean, yeah. he, um, he, he threw up the first solar panels on the White House. He did. Uh, and Reagan also, took them shits right off. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh my god. So one one myth uh, or kind of urban legend that I've been hearing for years was that Willie Nelson once smoked a joint on top of the White House while while he was visiting the White House, which seems like okay. I could see it maybe like happening at a party, like yeah. he just like snuck away. So there's this new documentary about him being like this thoroughly like. Christian, religious, like I think he was a teetotaler, like didn't drink, even though his brother was a public alcoholic. Mm. <laughs> like, like a like they would book him uh, as like a drunk, funny person to have on various radio shows or uh, various uh, late night TV shows, and he would just like show up drunk uh, during oh. Jimmy Carter's presidency, and then eventually was like. Oh, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't funny. Yeah. Um, so in this new documentary about his presidency, Carter explains that Willie Nelson says that his companion that shared the pot with him was one of the servants at the White House. That is not exactly true. It was actually one of my sons. Uh, oh <laughs> hell yeah. yeah that rules and so uh the documentarian <laughs> finds chip carter jimmy carter's son at the time who was just like a teenager who like had good taste in music and was like this fucking rules man like <laughs> dylan's always hanging out like one of the one of the almond brothers like had dinner with them and then like played a, a concert for like three people uh in the white house like so Anyways, he was listening in as Willie Nelson was doing a show like for people in the White House. And then this is what he says. The date was September 13th, 1980. So Sunday will be the 40-year anniversary. Yeah. Carter was in the thick of his re-election campaign against Ronald Reagan. That didn't go well. In Iran, 52 American hostages had endured more than a 
year of captivity. Nelson was in the middle of a set at the White House, uh, recalls Chip. In the break, I said, let's go upstairs. We just kept going up till we got to the roof where we leaned against the flagpole at the top of the place and lit one up. If you know Washington, the White House is the hub of the spokes, the way it was designed. Most of the avenues run into the White House. You could sit up and could see all the traffic coming right at you. It was a nice place up there. Um, So, yeah, they just turned the roof of the White House into like a a fun place (laughs) to get high. Um, And now Don Jr. just does his coke farts up there. Man. Oh my God, man! <laughs> that is. If you're gonna keep farting, man, you got to take that upstairs, man. That's so rad, man. I I feel like there should be a book called like "We Were Four Years in Power" by Tommy Chong. For four Tommy years, dude, the White House fucking rules. Fucking rad, man. It was gravity so bong cool. rips in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sick. I mean, the people that played. Yeah. This is like. Man, like Charles Mingus, I, I'm wow. already like, okay, you got some yeah. good jazz vibes with the Staples no, Singers, Bob yeah. Dylan, <laughs> Bob Dylan, Loretta Lynn, Sarah Vaughn, Cecil Taylor, Linda Ronstadt, Cher. I like the, the line Crosby, Stills, and Nash once dropped by the place unannounced. Like it was like that where fucking yeah. David Crosby's ass was like, yeah. hey man, <laughs> <laughs> hey is Carter here? Yeah. <laughs> No, he's uh, dealing yeah. with the Iran hostage situation. All right, but they it's said all good, they man. said Carter made time for them. He was like, ah, "I'll call you back." Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, told yeah. call you back. He's man. like, "I told Khomeini, I really respect you. Just one second, okay? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just six minutes, okay, guys? Three, four. It's getting to the point." <laughs> it's like what the fuck he, is going on? His house in uh, Georgia had the most expensive sound system uh of like back when that was like a thing. I mean it's still a thing, but like the the way they describe it is pretty funny cuz it's all like, you know, wired and old school shit, but they uh he really focused on the sound system. He um, yeah, he's, he was an audiophile, man. Yeah. Good for him. He would have been criticizing the sound quality of podcasts today if you were a younger person. (laughs) That's why he doesn't listen to them. I think he gave that quote. He's like, it just, it's missing something is what he says. (laughs) If it was on vinyl, I'd listen to podcasts if they were on vinyl. Is that the first hipster president? That fucking rules. (laughs) There's also a way to view it as like he was kind of a byway between the radicalism of the 60s and early 70s and the yuppieism of the 80s since it was like... You know, what during Nixon and Ford, it was, you know, the power was against the people. Uh, yeah. And then he turned the White House into uh, what the article calls a people's park. But like that ends up being the strategy capitalism uses to infiltrate. Uh, yeah. It is just like kind of co-opted. Yeah, exactly. Like becoming yeah, all- part of the thing. Bill Clinton right. plays the saxophone and then passes like a monstrous crime bill. Right. Meaningless, like, you know, you get meaningless culture points uh, without uh, any substantial material change to people's lives. Yeah. That's why, like, any good American, I try not to look too deep into anything presidents do because it looks like it's all just a b- big bummer. Right. It, it is, it is definitely electoral politics is a big bummer, dude. It's yeah, big. So but I will say, the, sand. hey, at least. Uh, Carter didn't sign a crime bill. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like right. not doing terrible shit at this point. I consider to be uh, almost like that's. It's not just a win. Like that is what that's what angels do. Angels right. go into power. 
and then they just don't do anything bad and i'm like you deserve to be get a sainthood for this yeah don't indiscriminately kill people how does yeah. he do it yeah all right guys uh let's talk about meth real quick uh because this is just kind of a i think we've talked about the fact that goldberg from the mighty ducks like you know oh, yeah, has been really spotted he, got yeah, he had a bit right? a bit of a yeah. problem yeah he went down a a deep spiral of meth addiction um and the mm-hmm. photographs are truly the most shocking uh before after pictures i think i've ever seen of you know him looking like a broken 80 year old man um mm. but there are new pictures uh where he he's 238 days sober uh, oh nice his, this friend of his has just been like trying to help him like letting him sleep on his couch like get starting a gofundme to like help get him help uh he just got some new uh veneers put in and it's wild like the fact that meth can you know make you look like a president on time lapse like you know <laughs> age you decades in a year yeah. i think is well established but it's wild that like he looks like he just like turned back time his face is no longer like crumpled oh um, that's good well yeah he yeah, gained, he looks, gained some weight it's just yeah. yeah the whole arc of it is really it's really tragic because apparently it's all kicked off by his like parents death yeah his parents and then death. it just kind of completely Lost track. Also, man, I don't know a single person who acted as a child who, I mean, it's got rare. out unscathed. Yeah. yeah, it is rare uh, doing being a child actor and not coming out the other end with some type of issue or anything. Uh, so, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's 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 sad to to see like the amount of callousness too that we have towards ch- child actors, because I think there's like a little bit of resentment that everyone has when it comes to famous kids because you're like oh you think you're so fucking like everyone's jealous of children and then uh they you know you start actively hoping for their downfall it's just a sick part of our culture where once and then when you see it you're just like yeah fucking (laughs) right yeah that's what happens dude that's what happens when you you know do do a good job do better than me you know fuck you and then now you know i think people are starting to see that the inherent uh, sickness of the Hollywood system when it comes to kids. And uh, my hope is that, uh, you know, some of this me too energy that uh, has, has happened the last few years comes out and we start um, just purging Hollywood of all of the, uh, just the ghouls. Predatory ghouls. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ones who have, who've been like abusing children for a long time anyway. So I've been reading a lot about this guy Q yeah yeah (laughs) you said those drops are really cool right like you have an app Mm -hmm. when one comes out yeah 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 did you watch that uh hbo documentary hollywood kid or what the it was about the kids acting the young like no uh, i haven't seen it it's it's really good it's it's really interesting because it like follows a few different people uh at different points in their career like whether it's evan rachel wood or like mara Mm -hmm. wilson or even like kids who are right now trying to get into acting and like it shows you like how some people like we're like, you know, I was kind of lucky. Like, I only had to do miss this amount of school here and there, and it was okay. Other people were like, I completely didn't know who I was as a person because I was Jeez. told to dress a certain way, be a certain place, like deal with shit. Yeah, it's a, but it was a very interesting uh, insight into to all of that. But yeah, Wait, was I, I Evan Rachel should... Wood a child actress? I think so. Yeah, yeah. What I think she she, in? she was in the wasn't she in Thirteen? Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh wow, that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, um, and and like uh, I mean, there are some 
child actors who continue acting. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio and whatnot, but I I, I think yeah. it's fair to say that Leonardo DiCaprio is probably super great. fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Just because he likes to fuck with AirPods in? Yeah, listen. <laughs> Noise canceling headphones. Oh, we yeah, all vaping. like to have vaping. sex with AirPods in and just yeah. kind of like scroll just through turn Twitter. Turn it into like a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, but there's exactly. another person God. who happens to be in there, but you're trying to keep them You're like, oh, locked keep going, out. Girl, I'm about to blow a cloud. Let me vape. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck. This was the opposite of what I thought fucking Leonardo DiCaprio would be. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like that's why uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like that that version of him, like that's like so uh, yes. fragile. It's yeah. like, I feel like all, all actors have some of that, but oh, uh, yeah. They really... Oh, you can't. I mean, when your entire like sense of worth is based on someone telling you you're good enough via casting, like mm-hmm. in it's... something that's like so uh, intangible that like it would be just as easy for somebody to be like, Dude, you're a joke. Like you, you <laughs> are so ridiculous, and people probably have. So it's just like, mm-hmm. oof, brutal. Well, I am out next week, uh, yep. so I want to do a Netflix rewatch top ten of a series, so that Ooh. when I come back, we can talk uh, about oh, a series. Wow. Oh, so you, so you're gonna have, you're gonna go in the lab and you're gonna digest one of these uh, series. Yeah. Series. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's my plan. Okay. Uh, we'll see how <clears throat> it goes. So I pulled like the top ten uh, shows on Netflix. Like they they have a bunch of different lists, but like the ones that keep showing up: Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm. which people have been telling me to watch for a while. Me too. Uh, yeah. Started that and it is good. It's definitely a children's show, which is probably going to get me, uh, you know, just shouted at. But uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty dope. It was like I've only watched a few of the episodes. Um, Ozark, I feel like, is one that I've had so many people whose taste I don't fully uh, vibe Respect. with. Respect. Respect. Tell me <laughs> that it's like the best show. It's yeah, not it's the best, the best show. show. And then yeah, other I'm telling people, you, I've been telling you, man. <laughs> and then other people be like, "Yeah, it's just like Breaking Bad for you like know an accountant or whatever yes. for an accountant." Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Cobra Kai, which is the one that has recently started. Uh, I just started that last night. How is it? Oh, it's so good, dude. Oh, it's really? Wow, so good. Yeah, I love it's, Karate Kid, man. Exactly. If you love Karate Kid. You'll love Cobra Kai because guess what? They got clips of Karate Kid in the pilot. And the the premise is so good that I am just thankful that this wasn't just a stupid funnier die like sketch that they did. Yeah. Because right. yeah. it, it, like it, 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 the, the premise. Well, it was at one point. Well, didn't Ralph Macchio do a funnier die thing like that? I mean, that sounds like something that it, like it felt like that something just, like, I was my- like aughts or 10 2010s viral video mind being like i think there was yeah it feels like like the premise lends itself to something like that and then when you're watching it you're like oh this is so much better than just doing a stupid kind like doing an earnest uh take on the future of johnny from cobra kai is like it's beautiful and yeah oh it's it's so good it's so good all right so it's between Cobra Kai and Avatar. I think I'm going to watch Avatar for sure and try to get to Cobra Kai. 
So you um, don't respect my taste is all I'm hearing. That's what I heard. That's, <laughs> that's all I heard. That's a fancy way dude. of saying, fuck you, Matt. Yeah, fuck you, Matt. I'm not going to watch <laughs> stupid Cobra Kai. Yeah. I'm going to so watch a kid's show. That sounds stupid to me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to watch a kid's show. No, I was just thinking about all the shit I'm going to get if I just leave it at, that's a kid's show. Uh, so oh, I'm going to watch <laughs> Avatars for kids. Yeah. yeah. But the themes, the themes. <laughs> The themes are mature. Yeah. <laughs> the themes More nuanced, man. Talk about different yeah. countries and cultures. I mean, that's why I'm I, I'm gonna watch. I think I'll watch both too. Okay. Maybe Let's we can do just it. do a full both uh, rundown. Full of both rewatch. Because I've between the two, I was like, if he doesn't do one, I'm gonna do the other. But I'm also like, but I'm probably gonna watch both anyway. So then All maybe right. we'll give the people what we want. Got the Airbender showdown. The All right. How many seasons of Airbender is there? Of of uh, Avatar, I think it's just one, and then a a second one that isn't that, but it, it's like called Korra or something. Mm. Is out. I think I I could there three have seasons. that completely no, wrong. Three seasons, three seasons. Uh, like I said, three seasons of Avatar, <laughs> uh, and then there's a different show that like, takes yeah, place in the same uh, universe. Mm. Uh, okay, nailed it. Well, that's what that's what we're gonna watch then. Um, getting bent off the air already, man. Mm. <laughs> uh matt as always it's been a pleasure having you uh oh, it's been great where can people find you and follow you oh you can find me on instagram at matt lieb jokes m-a-t-t-l-i-e as an eagle b as in boy jokes also i'm on twitter at matt lieb but follow me on instagram because that's what's important these days <laughs> that is what's important uh is there a tweet or some other work of social media post on instagram you've been enjoying yes um i very very much enjoyed this tweet by andrea moore uh at uh, amore underscore or less guys with big dicks are bad at sex because they don't <laughs> think they have to try guys with small dicks are bad at sex because you can't feel anything and guys with medium dicks are bad at sex because guys are bad at sex <laughs> <laughs> that is uh one of my favorite tweets is very uh, very good oh also i have a sopranos rewatch podcast pod yourself yeah. a gun uh coming back third season um this week it's when are you very gonna have great. me back man yeah, we'd love to have you back, Jack. We'd love to have you on talking about to. Sopranos. I mean, you if said, you but like, you just said you'd let me have it, book me right now. When, <laughs> dude? Guess what? Probably huh. a month from now. All right, whatever. Hit All me right, up. I'm there. Hell yeah! <laughs> Thanks, Hell man. Yeah. Glad we worked that out. <laughs> yeah. I just love it because I got uh, Her Majesty, my partner, watching. Like, I got her into Sopranos. Like, she would yeah. like. Why do you love it? And then yeah. we we made you know we traded. I was like, I'll fuck with one of your series, but you got to fuck with one of mine. And, and now she, she's like she's like having a real hard time understanding Tony Blundetto's antics right now. Yeah, she's like, see, I thought yeah, he's his getting... cousin, but what is he doing? I'm like, look, this is the thing, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you it's a show. Out, it's a show that's so all. good that no matter how many times people tell you it's good and you need to watch it, once you start watching it, you'll be like, yes, this is a good right. show. And then you're also like, and also there's like a group of racists who dismiss their own racism because of how racist the characters on the show are too. But if you were smart <laughs> yes. enough, you could see that as a commentary rather exactly. than like, exactly. hey, that's, you can talk like that. What's the problem? Yeah. It's meta. Yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Talking about 90 Day Fiance, if you like that show, come stop by. Check that out. Uh, we will talk about it. Uh, let's see. A couple of tweets that 
Uh, I like first one is from at yay Alexis Gay. She said, I love how every airline is like, not to brag, but we actually clean the planes now. Uh, because <laughs> it does feel like that. I'm like, the fuck are y'all talking about? Oh, uh, another God. one from at baller guy. I just matched with my old Spanish tutor on Hinge and messaged him, hola, and he responded, you were always terrible at Spanish. <laughs> Oh, no. And then another one is from past guests in front of the show, Brody Reed, at AO Bro Bro. Uh, His is, uh, (laughs) the air quality in LA is so bad, my friends are finally switching to edibles. Hashtag, here's your sign. Hashtag, Bill (laughs) Envol. Yeah, those Uh, are are great hashtags. I read that one and I was like, (laughs) finally. Here's your sign. (laughs) Hashtags are making a comeback and they're ironic now. Oh, Oh, so good. Andy Richter tweeted, I know the world is a massive shit pile right now, but man, I have had some really delicious peaches the last couple weeks. Uh, do enjoy a good peach season. Uh, Steph McCann tweeted, girls only want one thing, and it is wear high-waisted jeans to a party and sit on kitchen counter. Um, and then Allie tweeted, the weighted blanket is not cutting it today. Can someone drop a piano on me? Um, you can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on Miles. What are we riding out on today? This is from the first lady of Dreamville, Ari Lennox. I, I, someone posted just like a just a collage or like mashup of like all her very quotable lines when she goes on IG Live. She is hilarious to me, uh, and but she's also a fantastic singer songwriter. This track is called Backseat, and again, even like her work right now, her last album Shea Butter Baby has like really dope callbacks to like old school hip hop samples, but like reimagined to be R and B. So it's not like using the exact same thing. So you'll recognize like the Wuha got you all in check sample, but slowed down a little bit so it can be sung over a little bit. Um, this and like so. She's a great vibe. Please get into her work. Uh, I believe she's from DC. Shout out DC. Uh, This track's backseat. And, you know, again, sample bass, grooves, fantastic lyrics, and a good energy to go into this weekend feeling sexy. Good vibes. Uh, All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. 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 Bye.